0: Hello, and welcome to Out With Dan. I am so excited today. I'm gonna speak with Taj McCoy about her debut novel, Savvy Sheldon, Feels Good As Hell. Welcome, Taj. Thank you, it's great
1: to be here.
0: Thank you, I agree. I had such a wonderful time reading this book. It is so incredibly positive. I felt as if I was Savvy's new best friend, if she'll have me. (laughs) Oh,
1: thank you, thank you. You know, I, I've been getting that feedback a lot and that that means the world to me because it means that I was able to accomplish with Savvy what I was hoping to do.
0: Good, good. I love the fact that she is a woman of color, a woman of size. She learns maybe her substance and her worth. I Mm -hmm. think down deep inside she knows it, but this book really brings all of that to the forefront.
1: Yes. I think that's a great way to put it. That deep down she does know it. And it's just, you know, this breakup that kind of shakes her confidence and has her questioning. Um, and, and she comes out of that because she's got such strong minded people around her who are, are happy to remind her of who she is and, and why she's important to them.
0: We should all be so lucky in life. Seriously. You. You've given her friends, uh, Joni and Maggie, and they are so wonderful, so supportive and they build her up, mm-hmm. which is always important in life. That's yeah. that's the thing about your book that I think is so positive. It is positive all the way through. There is that element at the beginning that sort of moves the book along, which is, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's the thing in life because it happens to all of us in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially having those friends, I think that was really important to me that Savvy be surrounded with, you know, a team of, of protectors, you know, you have the empath and Joni. you have kind of the chick that will cut someone in Maggie, <laughs> And it's, it's just, you know, having them and then the family, and then Spencer, you know, who, you know, irrespective of any change Savvy wants to make, he was pretty much all in from the beginning
0: that is that is something i think every human hopes for in life so yeah. it was there were a couple of scenes i will admit that i thought i was going to need a pack of cigarettes after Saturday. <laughs> and spencer you know <laughs> and that was okay too cuz i enjoyed all of it oh look well, good <laughs> so, I yeah, understand you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so i understand you've been on tour where have you been
1: yes so my First event was actually here in D.C. where I live. Um, and from there I went to Los Angeles and had an event at the Ripped Bodice. And then I went up to the Bay Area where I'm from and we had events both in San Francisco and in Oakland. Um, nice. And so it was great to be able to share this with friends. I lived in L.A. for 12 years and then okay. to go home to the Bay and finish everything out there was wonderful.
0: Oh, that is so nice. That is so mm-hmm. nice. Do you like the East Coast better than the West, or it just happens to be where you are now?
1: You know, it's it's hard to say. There are things that I feel like you only experience on the West Coast, but I I will say I'm very happy living on the East Coast. I, I love having all the seasons, um, which isn't something that you get, you know, where <laughs> I'm from. Uh, but uh, I I still think snow is magical. I'm one of those. So uh, I just, I really love being here. And, um, but I do sometimes miss the Pacific Ocean and, you know. It's a a
0: different (laughs) vibe. It's a different vibe. Um, I'm from the East Coast. I grew up in North Carolina and I live in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles now. And there's so many different things. There's some similarities, but the fact that we have, like last week, it was, 98 degrees this morning right. it's about 58 degrees I thought yes. I'd freeze to death so you know it's just, <laughs> but it's a it's a great place to live I like it so that's a yeah good
1: it was wonderful like when I was in LA I was only there for a weekend um but a friend of mine you know we were able to to hit a brunch scene we were able to walk by the beach for a half hour yes. and just you know kind of soak in that that air and that sunshine and I feel like on the East Coast, it's, it's not as easy to, to get to the water um, and to have kind of those like beachy kind of moments. Um, So that that's something I miss. Um, I, sure.
0: I agree. I mean, if you go out to Rehoboth, you have it, but you have to yeah. drive out there. So it can't be quite so spontaneous.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> for me, I
1: think the drive is at least two to three hours. And so it's just kind of like. It's not
0: happening. (laughs) (laughs) I totally understand. Well, I will tell you that I had kitchen envy in this book as well. Yeah. I'm I'm here to tell you I've looked at my galley kitchen and I'm like, yeah, not so much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's funny because, you know, like my mom and I and when I visit, she's retired and we hang out and her favorite you know, network is HGTV. And so we'll sit there in our PJs and just like have a day where we just are lazy and just watch a marathon of, you know, different, you know, people house hunting and all the things. Um, (laughs) So we we have ideas of what our dream kitchen and everything would be. And and I got to play with that
0: here. I love that. I love that. And the fact that that's how Spencer sort of comes into Savvy's life. Not exactly, but... (laughs) He comes in. I I do like the fact that Spencer is a trooper. I mean, Spencer's a good egg. He's the kind of person you want to keep around. And that was that was beautiful to watch it unfold.
1: Yeah, I didn't. You know, there's so many opportunities where you can have a meet cute and the guy is like a jerk in the beginning or he's like got some sort of toxic masculinity trait. And I I wanted Spencer to be devoid of that because you already have it with Jason. And I feel like there are nice guys out there that are truly nice guys. And, And I think people have become cynical and think that it's too good to be true. And, and I know really great people. So I know it's possible. And I wanted to put that in Spencer.
0: Well, and just as we talked about earlier, also with the female characters in this book, um, Joni and Maggie were ride and die friends. You know, they were all the way to the end. I love the fact that while they were very protective of Savvy, they weren't over the top. They were real people. And that became so important because. When you well, at least for me, when I read something and I fall in love with a character, I want to really like them. Mm-hmm. And you created some characters that we don't have to like, but you yeah. created many more that we do like. Yes. And I love the fact that sort of everybody gets a relationship, which was also mm-hmm. a very positive thing in this for me.
1: Yeah. It was funny. I for, for Joni especially, you know, that she has, you know, this um, attraction to Savvy's tennis instructor, Beth, and that they begin a relationship. Um, it felt really, that felt really natural to me. And it was funny because I ended up having to pull some of it back because they were like, okay, people are rooting a little bit more for Joni and Beth than they are for Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta kind of dial it back a little bit. But to me, you know, Joni was actually based on a real person. And, and Lovely. That particular person, you know, is, is, is Joni on the page. And so, giving her that opportunity to find her love in the story um, really tickled her. And so, it was just perfect to kind of give her that moment. And um, I feel like her relationship it, by the end is a little more solid than Maggie's and so for Maggie the goal is actually to write another book that's specifically for Maggie and you get to see what happens with Savvy's relationship and with Joni's relationship as Maggie's trying to figure things out for herself.
0: I'm looking forward to it already. Yes. It's just these characters really they were friends amongst themselves and I said earlier they became my friends and when I read sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and it it There's no right or wrong, but Mm -hmm. when they become someone that I'm so interested in, all of their happiness, then that makes me happy because it's a feel-good read, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, I really wanted to try to make them complex. You know, it's, sometimes I feel like the the friends feel one-dimensional and they're just there to make you laugh or they're just there and and you really don't get to know them. And with these folks, you know, you, you really get to see Joan's heart on her sleeve, especially when it comes to Savvy. And you really get to see that, you know, Maggie doesn't give a fuck when it comes <laughs> to how people look at her. Um, and I wanted that juxtaposition with Savvy, who's, who's questioning things right now, you know, to show like, here's two plus size women and how they navigate differently, even though in some ways, other people will look at them and see them the same.
0: And I love the fact that they're all successful. They're smart women, they're successful women. It's it's important to see that kind of representation. Yeah. It's it, not just, you know, it'd be very easy to create a friend, as you say, who fills up a page. Right. But it's different to have people who have their own lives. Mm-hmm. They're successful, they're smart, they go about their lives they're still good friends. And yeah. that, that's important because it's important to represent all of humanity. Now, here's me preaching. <laughs> it's your book, but it's, it's nice to see that because it's, it's important to know that you can have uh, friends who are all completely successful mm-hmm. and be represented at the same time. And I like that a lot.
1: It was really, really important for me to showcase Black love but it was also really, really important for me to showcase black excellence because I think that we are often um, stereotyped and you know kind of put in these different boxes and, and people make assumptions about where we're from and our upbringing and what our goals are. And there are so many people, so many stories, so many perspectives that are out there. I think it's so important that we get to see each different facet as opposed to just having one note and one stereotype be representative of a whole and uh with savvy you know i got to show you know affluence and i got to show intelligence and you know educational backgrounds and i got to show that across the board with a bunch of different people and and how they kind of took that information and and leveraged it into different career paths and, and that was really important to me.
0: And it resonated with me. It sh- it showed me that all types of characters do exist. But I was happy that I didn't feel like Savvy had to push the ball up a mountain. Yeah, I felt like Savvy needed to, there was a few onion layers that needed yeah. to be peeled. That's she right. knew who she was, but sometimes work gets in our way. You know, we bury ourselves in work rather than concentrate on our personal life sometimes yes. mm-hmm. and that's something I saw in this and I love the fact that she made decisions that were for herself yes we asked her friends her family who were all loving and supportive but she needed to find herself mm-hmm. so it sort of felt like it was it was almost like a coming out in the fact yeah. that she was really presenting herself that yeah. was wonderful
1: that part um Believe it or not, was was in some the uh, some of the later drafts. Um, this book went through massive revisions, uh, many many times, um, and it it kind of started in like an eat, pray, love place, and then it it morphed over time uh, to be a rom com and to be all of the things that it is. Um, but savvy, you know, making the career choices that she ultimately makes and. Um, You know, having the the kind of focus on self-care and wellness um, by the end, I think, really impacted her in a way that she wasn't expecting. And so it was it gave her kind of this freedom to say, well, well, maybe let me take a chance and and make this proposal and see what happens. Um, where that. before she was just kind of keeping her head down and just getting the work done because she was doing what her mom wanted her to do. Um, and she kind of stepped out of that. And she's like, you know, if I'm going to own me, I'm going to own all of me. And and she goes
0: for it. She does indeed. And she succeeds. That's a good thing I, as well. Yeah. So, so from reading the book, I understand that you must cook.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. I cook a lot.
0: <laughs> In the book, I think she makes oxtails, and I had been wanting short ribs, which are different, okay. but you know, same. Oh, yeah, but I was like, so I made short ribs. Uh, I was like, oh, all right, me and Savvy will have short ribs. There you
1: go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I have been cooking since I was a kid. I used to follow my mom and my grandmothers around the kitchen. And, um, at a very, uh, kind of young age at, at 14, uh, both of my parents were, were working really tough jobs and my mom was like, it's your turn. And so I just became responsible for cooking the meals for the family while I was in high school. I'd have my little like work permit job and I'd get home at seven and, cook during the week, and then on the weekends, I cooked all three meals, and wow. by the time I was in law school, um, I was doing some staging and, and ended up being a private chef for some uh, basketball players, nice. um, and I've since then worked in an industrial kitchen, um, cooking in my friend's restaurant. Um, And so it's, it's been great experience because it's something that I can use in future books and will, Um, (laughs) but I I love to share food and, and it's very much something that I inherited from my grandmother, uh, which savvy, you know, has as well um, this desire to like feed the people that I care about. And so I I, I host dinners at my house and and have friends over and just make sure that they've had a, a home cooked meal. You know, Wonder. and even if they're grown people, you know, we're in our forties, like they deserve it. And you know, like, <laughs> put your feet up, relax, let me cook for you, and, and yeah. we'll enjoy a meal together.
0: Absolutely. Everyone has to eat, so why not eat good?
1: That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: You have um, podcasts as well as being an author, don't you?
1: Yes, yes. And and I kind of fell into them. Um I was actually interviewed on the Fat Like Me uh, podcast in 2019, and um, as a result of having just such a great um, experience, I was asked if I wanted to come back for the next season to produce and co-host. And so I became a co-host and producer for the Fat Like Me podcast, which is phenomenal. Um, we've been taking a little bit of a hiatus because we have so many deadlines between the two of us, Kath and I, Uh, but that's a good thing.
0: That's a good thing.
1: And um, with a couple of other writer friends who we get together with every Sunday to do some writing, um, we started the Better Than Brunch podcast, which is on YouTube. And it's four, sometimes five or six authors who get together. And we talk for about an hour about just, random things in publishing random things in romance who we might have beef with things (laughs) that we want to complain about um, and then things that make us laugh. And it's just so much fun um, just to connect and, and just feel like, you know, this writing community, it's, it's a big community, but on Twitter and everything, it feels a lot smaller. And so just connecting with all those folks, I met all of them on Twitter.
0: Oh, how fun! Yeah. So th- that leads into the next thing. You want to share your social media?
1: Sure, sure. On uh, Twitter, I am Taj McCoy Writes. On Instagram, I am the one who will. The one is a number. Um, and my website is TajMcCoyWrites.com. Uh, oh, wow. I am on TikTok as well, but rarely. And so on there, I'm just Taj McCoy.
0: <clears throat> I have a TikTok, but you know, I know the feeling. I I just rather watch you cook on TikTok. I don't really feel yeah. the need to do that. So <laughs> the
1: plan is to do a lot more cooking videos. Right now, I have I think two or three, oh, uh, right. but I'm gonna add to that, and and we are gonna make oxtails this summer. So,
0: all right, I look forward to it. Thank yeah. you so much, Taj, for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. This is Taj's book. Yeah. Right, there we go. Savvy Sheldon feels good as hell. It's so recommended. It's wonderful. I hope you the very most success with this.
1: Thank you so much. I've had such a good time. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. See you soon.
1: All right.